It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn. Dan Berger's here today. Our guest is, or should be, Antoine Favero, winemaker from Jackson Keys up in Mendocino County. And that's J-A-X-O-N. Did you ever resolve that lawsuit? <laughs> no, I gave up. I realized somebody's... That's maybe why he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jackson, he's suing us. No, no. I, uh, somebody said, your name's on a wine bottle. That was me. And I thought, okay, what do I care? But do you know why, and I can't remember because it's been so long since they've been in, but why it's spelled J-A-X-O-N? No clue. <laughs> well, thanks for prepping for the show, Dan. <laughs> Everyone, drive safely. Good night. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's a, named after a person. Maybe not. But I, I don't remember. It's been so long. I don't remember either. Well, it, it, the it, bottom it. line is Antoine is not here. So, so we'll talk about that when he gets here. Assuming if he ever he, gets here. Assuming he will. I mean, he's driving down from Mendocino? Theoretically, well, he actually is also the winemaker for Mazzocco. Oh, really? And also the winemaker for uh, Wilson family wineries and so forth. Yeah. So he's a he's a busy guy, and he may be still harvesting. I don't know what's going on. Actually, the the harvest that's another story in itself, isn't it? Uh, the harvest in California was over with about two weeks ago in Sonoma County, but it ended today in Monterey County. Just today, Mendocino or Monterey? In in, in Mendocino, uh, in 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 Monterey County. Oh, okay. In Mendocino, it was it was over with about ten, eleven, twelve days ago. Hmm. But in 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 Monterey County, they just harvested their last grapes this morning, and uh, it was Cabernet Sauvignon coming in in the Carmel Valley. So it's very cool in the Central Coast this year, and it's a whole different ball game. So when you go to your vintage chart, and you look at, in a couple of years, you're going to see a vintage chart that says 2021 on it. It can't have a single number because it depends on what part of the state you're talking about. It's a whole different ballgame down in the Central Coast. All right. And the Central Coast is really, really big. It's huge in terms of you know acreage. There's sure. lots and lots and lots of acreage down there. And uh, from Santa Barbara or Ventura all the way up, to uh, Livermore, actually, that Central Coast area. So uh, now this uh, this pink wine we're we're drinking. This if if I could just pop in for a second, the Crack Drive research team <laughs> went, they, are, they are on crack. So. Went to <laughs> find out why it's named Jackson Keys, and the best we can come up with is that it's named after the uh, grandfathers, and the grandfathers' names were Jack Wilson, Jack son and cecil keys keys so jackson keys comes from the grandfather's names but j-a-x-o-n they probably didn't want to spell it jackson because it's not jack it's jackson well more than likely they couldn't use it because jackson family already had the name well that's a major point. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo, Dan. <laughs> See, it just took a little research and a little conversation. And if we could just solve all the world's problems this way, all, Dan. All Steve. of us around here, we don't need a buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> the dying duck noise. <laughs> yeah. That was the funniest sound I ever heard. 
<laughs> I've been doing that for years. I used to do a lot better, but I got a bad right hand, so it makes it harder. It's not going to be so funny when he cuts you off with it, Dan. <laughs> no, Dan has wine. I'm not going <laughs> to cut him off. Uh, this is delicious. What is this? This is like a, a 2020, you said. This is a 2020 rosé, which unfortunately most of our listeners will not be able to get. This is... Uh, from a wonderful guy, he's a wonderful winemaker. He's in his probably in his mid thirties now. I got I got to know him about ten years ago, and he was in his mid twenties. Um, guy, I, I was traveling back in New York, and this is his bailiwick. This is Kelly, excuse me, Kelby James Russell, Kelby Russell, and he is uh, a winemaker back there. He has a uh, uh, a winery. Uh, and it's uh, he, he makes wines for for another winery, but then he also makes his own wines, small, small quantity of wines. This rosé is one of those. It's a Cabernet Franc rosé. Cabernet Franc is one of my favorite grape varieties for making rosé out of. It's also one of my favorite grape varieties for making red wine out of. Uh, I like it better than Cabernet Sauvignon, actually. But uh, there's so little of it throughout the country. But the nice part is that when you make it into a rosé like this, you can leave a little teeny bit of residual sugar. This has only got about a tenth of a percent, but it's broad enough in the ma- in the mid-palate. It's gorgeous wine. And where did you acquire it? I found it online. Somebody was selling it through a website that I had not been familiar with, and they were selling it for like nine ninety nine or something like that. It's supposed to sell for about fifteen or eighteen or something. And I just figured, hey, I know Kelby Russell. I've had it uh, dinner at his home, so I just bit, bought six bottles of it and had it shipped to my house. Uh, I'm down to two now. <laughs> <laughs> Or one. When now I one. I'm taking this home. No, he's, he's including that, that in the three oh, he had okay. left. Yes. Well, now, they're in New York, right? Yeah, this is upstate New York. The and Finger that's Lakes. Finger Lakes. and, and Cabernet, beautiful up there. Absolutely gorgeous. And, and also, it's a great place to grow Cabernet Franc. Um, it's warm enough now. 25 years ago, you couldn't grow Cabernet Franc up there. It would just die in the winter. But now, this this grape variety is thriving up there, and you make wonderful red wine out of it. But you can also see how beautiful the pink wines are. It, really it is, is a pretty wine. That's the first thing I said when I saw it. It was in a pretty bottle, and it's got a pretty color, and it's a pretty wine, and it tastes pretty. And it's delicious. Yeah. It's worth, worth an awful lot more than 10 bucks. I'll tell you that. That's for sure. Well, if you go to New York, and that's another thing, uh, now that we're back traveling again, Anybody who has not visited the Finger Lakes, if you're a wine lover and you haven't visited the Finger Lakes, you've missed one of the great opportunities. Yeah, they're doing amazing stuff up there. Not to mention, the wines are good. The hospitality is astounding. They love to see people with knowledge. A lot of the people they get coming in on tour buses, and they unload 50 or 60 people at a time, and their wine knowledge is, is it wet? (laughs) <laughs> That's pretty much where their knowledge ends. <laughs> well, is it? <laughs> Some of it's pretty wet. <laughs> but no, seriously, they really love to get people who are knowledgeable about wine in their tasting rooms because they hardly ever see And when these bus, when these big tour buses unload, they're ready for <laughs> wine 101. <laughs> it becomes really basic. The wine 95. <laughs> 95 to them, yes. Um Okay. What? 
how long would you lay this rosé down? It's well, a 2020. Now, He's drunk three of them a, already. He's not laying it down for a second. That, 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 that's a wonderful question, Stephen. Honestly, the question... Finally, Harry, I had a wonderful question. No, maybe, it's been you, weeks. You, you have wonderful questions every show, but in this case, it's really a special question. Because most people don't age their rosés at all, and with good reason. It's fruity. You want to drink it. I have... I'm a little nutty. I believe in putting rosé down for an extra year or two just to see if it turns more toward the grape that it came from. And often it will. What you'll end up with is more of Cabernet Franc flavor and less sugar noticeable. Now, I don't think it's a good idea for most people. I would say 98% of the people out there... Just drink your rosés and move on. But if you got a, a bottle of dry rosé that is starting to taste really interesting with six months or a year from the vintage, why not give it an extra year and see what's where it's going? I think it's a fascinating experience, and I think most people don't do it because they think, well, just lose too much. Well, it's still going to be rosé. And it'll be around an extra year, will so what? Will it be as fruity as this is now? Probably it will lose some fruit, but what you'll end up with is more Cabernet Franc character. It'll smell more like a Cabernet Franc. It, right now it smells fruity. It's hard to tell what variety it is. But when you get, well, maybe an extra year, we'll see. I'm, gonna, I'm holding on to one bottle. <laughs> I always do. My well, rose, I got a lot of old rosé in the cellar. <laughs> I really like this one. Yeah, it's delicious. And we have another bottle here, in case you want. Napa Valley Cabernet from 2004 to show you what 17 years does on a really high-quality Napa Valley Cabernet. Well, pop it, doctor. <laughs> we're going to do it right now. Uh, we're going to be joined by oh, Barry Herbst from uh, Bottle Barn in just a few minutes. Dan, talk about this cab. Cabernet is a 2004 Frog's Leap Rutherford. This is their top-of-the-line 13.6% alcohol, lowest alcohol in the Napa Valley, and a producer, John Williams, who is absolutely committed to making balanced wine. So these wines are always low alcohol. And what's the alcohol in this one? 13.6. That's a 2004. That is low for a cab. It's pretty low. 2004. Yeah, now, is I, this from your cellar? Or? Yeah, it's from the cellar. They just they released this a long time ago, about 10 years ago. Mm. And I put a, a bottle away because I love this stuff. And the reason I like it more than anything else is that its aroma is exactly what Cabernet is supposed to be. It smells like Cabernet. It tastes uh, like Cabernet. What the nose in this was outstanding. And yeah, I'm not a huge way. cab fan, but this is really good. Harry. Yeah, I agree. The flavor, this is Cabernet. The taste. And it, you're right. It matches the aroma. Mm. Or the nose. A little pipe tobacco, a little bit of black cherry, a little bit of plum. A little bit. It's got everything. It's got everything. Let's Board check in with Barry Herbst at Bottle Barn. BH, what's happening? How's it going? You guys are torturing me with the descriptions on that wine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sounds pretty good. It tastes pretty damn good. What else is new at Bottle Barn? Well, we've got new Bobos away rolling in. That's going to go out on the floor tomorrow the official legal day to put it out and we'll have probably four or five different nouveau beaujolais harvest fair still going strong lots of the winners still out there and uh, rosé is a year-round thing still so we've got a lot of those too and pinot noir is still kind of the king at the store selling lots and lots of pinot noir so barry tell me about the legal day to put it out what does that mean 
Well, technically, the uh, Thursday prior to Thanksgiving is when you're legally supposed to be able to put out the new bobo. Yeah, I'm not it's sure a it's big deal. Enforced. But who who who, who uh, <laughs> dictates that? The wine police? The French the French government uh, I think requires the one, Okay, the French wine sure cops. Actually, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't think there's nouveau police. I was going to say, does a gendarme show up at Bottle Barn and take <laughs> yeah. you into custody? Sangre yeah. blue! <laughs> yeah, in all my years, I've never seen that, no. No, there is. A, it's, a, it's a fanciful uh, date. Okay, uh, Dan, explain more about the, uh, what this is all about, because it's an a- annual uh, thing. Yeah, it's an annual thing. What, 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 it's always considered, years and years ago, 30, 50 years ago, it was considered to be the leftover wine from the first harvest. It would be the stuff that was never bottled, and they would put it in a cask, and they would ship it to Lyon, and they would sell it in the cafes. It would never got a, it never was bottled. It was always sent, sold in, in the cask, and you'd go to the cafes in November, and there would be the new wine from the first, the first wine of the year. <clears throat> Van de la Ney, V-I-N, D apostrophe, and so forth. And so on. All right, whatever. And first, first wine of the year. We're not going to have a spelling test after this, so and, who cares? Yeah. And you go to the cafe, and they'd serve you this wine, and it was completely frivolous. And to this day, Nouveau Beaujolais is frivolous. <laughs> Silly. Still popular, though. It's popular. Shockingly popular. It's, all you do is put ice cubes in it and drink it. That's all. <laughs> so, Barry, you, you're putting these out at Bottle Barn beginning tomorrow, uh, so you won't get arrested mm-hmm. by the uh, gendarme. <laughs> yeah. We always go by the letter of the law. Here law. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even if it's French law and we don't care. <laughs> exactly. Good point. Bottlebarn.com. Barry Herbst, the wine buyer from Bottle Barn. Thanks so much, buddy, and we'll talk soon. My pleasure. Talk to you soon. Well, our guest today, Antoine Favero, winemaker from Jackson Keys Winery up in Mendocino County, uh, did not make it today. He's probably still stuck in traffic. <laughs> Could be. Good Lord. Well, we thank him for trying anyway. All right.